Bokatov, we are studying Sefer Shemuel Bet Perek Tet Vav Pasukaf Aleph or Pasukaf Bet actually. What what's going on right now in the book of Shemuel Bet of ours? We're talking about how Afshalom is starting his rebellion and David Amalf just found out about us. Wow, what is David doing? Is he getting ready to fight? We fight. No. No. David is leaving. He's leaving Yerushalayim. He's taking all his people with him. And he's saying, if uh, we stay in Yerushalayim, Avshalom is going to c- come and attack the city. And he'll, 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 he's going to bring upon us evil. What does this remind you of? The fact that David is leaving to preserve the people? His uh, nonchalance, his weakness. Oh well, yes, like. that's the first thing. It reminds us of David's being a little bit more... Um, Subdued these days But the other thing It reminds us The opposite Of what happened with uh, Nov The city of the Kohanim When he's running away from Shaul And he stayed by Nov And he even said I knew Doeg was there And I knew Doeg would say Lashon Hara and, and I could see this coming That Shaul would come And kill the entire city of Kohanim Now he's He's fleeing so that Yerushalayim won't be sacked It won't be sacked So he's like yeah. the opposite So if you want to look at it In a positive light You could say David started with kind, kind of throwing caution by the wayside earlier in his life. And now, when it comes to other people's lives, there's an abundance of caution. And he's not going, for his own personal political gain, he's not going to put anybody in danger. So you could see this in a very, very positive light. One of the people that is with him, so we notice that also with David, the people that are leaving and staying with David as he leaves Yerushalayim are a lot of goyim. Like he had... The Kreti and the Pileti, that according to one opinion, they were like mercenaries. Not according to all opinions, according to most opinions. Either they were like the Sanhedrin, or there was the Urim Vitumim, or it was just the slingers and a type of warrior. So the, the Kreti and the Pileti left with David. And who else went left with David? The Gitim. Mm-hmm. Now, who are the Gitim? There are two opinions on that. Either Gitim... Either Gitim or Goyim That David made friends with When he was running away uh, And he was in the Philistia When he was in uh, Gat So Gat Gitim Right? Karme Gat mm-hmm. mm. Okay uh, that, that, That's why it's called that Because it's in the area That was old in the uh, Old in the uh, Pilishti yeah. territory Okay So either it's Either it's the Either these are friends that he made amongst the Goyim while he was there that joined him in his kingdom when he was, came to Yerushalayim. Or it's Jews who lived in the area of Gat, which there were a few also. Mm-hmm. Okay? However, there's one guy that stands out, Pasuk Yutet, that he says to Itayagiti, Why are you coming with us? You are a non-Jew. You can go back to your place. Yesterday you came, and now I'm going to take you to uh, wherever I'm going, and I don't even know where I'm going. So you're going to take that risk with me? Why would you take that risk with me? Stay back, go back to your home, and enjoy life. Why are you coming with me, Itayagati? Now, this guy is going to show exemplary selflessness right now. He says, Pasukaf Aleph, And Itayagati answers the king and he says, By the life of Hashem, and um, by the life of my master, the king, that the place that my master goes, whether it's to death or for life, that's where your servant will be. Whether it's going to end up in my death, I'm going to follow you, David. Now, who does it sound like? Where did we see someone? Where did we see a goy or a non-Jew? 
show such commitment to a Jew who had no idea where their next step would be? It's not a, it's not a man. It's a woman. Ruth. Ruth Amavia. Whenever Naomi was going back to Israel, Ruth said, I'm going to come with you. Uh, wherever you go, I go. And so on. And then, uh, and then Naomi, why, why would you say you're, you're a Goya? You could go and enjoy life. You, why do you have to follow me back to my place? I have nothing for, my, for me back in, back in Israel. And she said, no, I'm going to come with you no matter what. And who was Ruth? She was David's grandmother. Mm. So now it seems like the kindness that his grandmother did for Naomi, now someone else is doing for David. So mm-hmm. it's like coming full circle and it's a beautiful thing. Okay, very, very fascinating Radak. This one is going to, it's going to be crazy. Um, look at the Pasuk of Aleph. What do you see in the Pasuk? You see, Bayan Itai Atamelech Bayomar. Itai answered the king and he said, Chai Adonai, by the life of God, Vechai Adonai Amelech, and by the king's life, Ki Bimkom, what's, what's between Ki and Bimkom? Im. So you have a Kri that says Ki, and then a Ketiv that says Im, Bimkom Ashediyesham. So it's wherever the master is. So there are two. So there are two possible words: it's ki or im. Okay. Im lemavet, im lechayim. What's ki mimkom and what's im mimkom? Some something similar. Okay. It's not the point. Now, now Radak picks up on this, and if you look in his commentary, he has the words in his dibura matchil. He has ki im bimkom. He has both of the words included. Okay. Okay. And he's going to now explain to us. Why you have two possible words here? Why do you have ki and why do you have im? As a really fascinating radak. Okay, it's one of the radaks that they taught us in YU Bible class. Okay, im ketiv velo keri. It's written im, but it's not red. What's red? Ki is red. Okay, Whether you read it or you meaning the ki and the im mean the same thing. As you, answering your question. It's just the same thing. or Wherever you go, is I'm going to follow you. Says Itai. And these words, these words that are written that we don't read or that are that we read and are not that are not written. It seems like where did these come about? In the first galut of the destruction of Bait Rishon, we lost a lot of books, and there were a lot of them were taken. And a lot of the Chachamim who knew the exact text and the tradition died. And which began with whom? With Ezra Sofer in the beginning of Bait Shini. When they were bringing the Torah back, they found Machlokot amongst the remaining books that we had. Only 70 years. Seven years is three generations. It was enough that by the time of Ezra, they didn't even know there was such a thing as a holiday of Sukkot. Think about, think about, um, think about uh, in three generations, not one child being born today in America knows Farsi. Right. Which means it's not, it's three generations is a lot of time to forget tradition. Right. Okay. So he says, uh, And therefore, what did they do? They gathered all of the Sifarim that they had and they went, whatever the majority was, they went according to that. That's what the text that they used. 
But in a place where they were not certain or they didn't have a clear majority of texts in pointing in a certain direction, they wrote one of them and didn't put nikudot in it. Or they wrote it in the margins and not they didn't write it inside. Or they wrote one option on the margins and one option in the in thing. So what does Radak basically explain? He's explaining the origin of the Kriyukhtiv. He's saying, where, where did the Kriyukhtiv come from? It came from a Makhloket and what the correct text of the Nakh was. Or in, even the Torah we have Kriyukhtiv. There are other opinions, right? There are, there, are, there are a few other opinions, yeah. I don't know, you have to go back to Bible 101 and YU to get, get all the opinions. But it's very, very interesting. But it makes a lot of sense if you know, if you know history because after Bayit Rishon, we know there was a huge decline in Am Yisrael's knowledge of Torah. Yeah. So, so his pinpointing it that, that, that it's coming from that time period makes a lot of sense. And also we know that Ezra Sofer was the one that started using the Ashuri text of the Torah. Meaning he started changing the text from the Ketav Ibiri to Ashuri. Yeah. So that's when we know Ezra Sofer was the so one who was, who, was, who was bringing the text back to life. When he was he the one who was... Yeah, it. he was reintroducing Am Yisrael to the Torah. So whenever they bumped into an issue where they didn't have the proper text and all the Chachamim from the previous generation had already died, they did the Kriyukhtiv in order to preserve the two options that they were uncertain about. Now it shows you the level of, of precision with which we keep our tradition because the words Ki and the word Im in this Pasuk, they have no d- difference no in meaning. Right. But they're still done, Kriyukhtiv, in order to preserve the two traditions because the Chachamim did not have a clear role as to which one to go by. You know, so even if it didn't affect the meaning, the Chachamim were still preserving the exact text. Exactly. Okay. I mean, it goes to show that they saw value in just preserving the text, even when it didn't affect the meaning, because right. of how important. Navi, not, yeah, and it's not even Torah. We're talking yeah, Nevi'im. Yeah, okay. Amazing. So David says, Itai, okay. I don't know, but you know, uh, on, on a scale of. Uh, of good names to name your kid this is actually up there because he's a, clearly a tzaddik yeah. he said okay you can go meaning you could go as in you could come with us so he goes with all of his people and all of the, the children that were in his camp Itai and everybody was crying in a loud voice and everyone is passing and the king is passing through the Nahal Kidron. I think the Nahal Kidron is the valley that's between Harabait and Harazetim or something. Do you know? I think that's where it is. So they're passing through Nahal Kidron. And all the people are going because David is, getting, is exiling himself from Yerushalayim. So he's all. Oh, these are your supporters. These are his supporters. His supporters in Yerushalayim that are watching him leave and the city. Not scared to stay without David. So the vendetta is against David, right? The idea is Avshalom isn't going to come and and destroy the random residents of Yerushalayim. Those are going to be the people that are his that that are going to coronate him. He just wants to kill the previous king and the king's supporters or family, yeah, the king is dead. Kill right? So okay, so. Everyone is crying, a great cry. And everyone was passing by uh, to go to the desert. And Sadok and all the Levim that were with Sadok were carrying the Aaron of God. 
Okay? And they placed down the Aaron in front of David. And Aviatar also came when all of the people finished coming out of the city. So what happens is after the people finish coming out of the city, Sadok comes and he brings the Aaron of God. And Aviatar also joins when all the people have left. All the supporters of the meaning, meaning these two Kwanim, Sadok and Aviatar, are like the last ones to come out of the city. And they approach David with Sadok holding the Aaron. Okay, so we're going to see what David thinks about this. So the king says to Tzadok, Why did you bring the Aaron? Take it back to the city. If I find favor in God's eyes, then he's going to return me and he's going to show me his goodness again. Now, what does this show about David? What is he essentially doing? He's saying, don't bring the Aaron. Right. Why? Didn't Shaul like bring it with him or someone brought like the Aaron with him? And then they still lost. That's later on. They lose the Aaron. That's in the beginning of Shmuel Al. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's against the Pilishtim. Yeah, 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 yeah. But look, we know that they they would bring the Aaron with them, but that was also more at the beginning of the of of the Nah when during Yoshua when they were walking around with the Aaron. But once David found a place to put Aaron, out of kavod for the what essentially David is saying is leave the Aaron here. Because you have two ways to approach Borei Olam. Either you could, you could respect Borei Olam and belittle yourself, or you could say, I'm going to use Borei Olam for my own sake. Right? So if David were to bring the Aaron, what would it be like? What would be the, the equivalent? It would be like he's using Borei Olam as a sigula. Right. He's using the Aaron as a sigula. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I want to be saved, so I'm going to take the Aaron with me. And what happens to the kabod of the Aaron in the meantime? So you're belittling the Aaron, you're leaving the sanctuary empty? Borei Olam has no resting place anymore. Instead, he says, no, I accept that this punishment is from Borei Olam. So Borei Olam remains there. And that's what David's singing. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen. Amen.